This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Unity Community of Central Oregon's Sunday service. We are so glad to have you here. Unity of Central Oregon is an intentionally inclusive diverse community. We welcome you here no matter your skin color. We welcome you here no matter who you love, gay, trans, bi. We are glad you're here. We're glad you're here with all of your different abilities. We just we just celebrate diversity and we celebrate having you here with us this morning for our Sunday service. And with that, we invite you to say along with us our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And yes, we are. Soulshine, take it away. soul shine starting our day with love you know I remember my beloved Tessa dog and we camped a lot and for the entirety of her life every time I camped with her we'd wake up I'd I'd zip open the tent door she'd take two steps out and just stand there wagging her tail looking out over the campsite and I thought that was the best way to start a day so with that that's my celebration I'm gonna hand it over to Claire to share some more celebrations with us Good morning. 
Yes, I know. I love that song. Start my day with love. I used to, that was a, that's a favorite shower song of mine. So, <laughs> so if, you ever, if you need your new song for the shower, I recommend that one. It's a good one. Um, so I apologize because I normally post on Facebook first thing in the morning to ask for celebrations. And I, we had a little bit of chaos, not chaos, but we had three of Nico's college friends come staying at the house. So it was a little, little chaotic this morning. So I posted that late, but I love that a bunch of celebrations came flooding in. So I have a bunch of them. Let's see. Dave Finch, our wonderful music man up there. He is celebrating baseball. He lo- he's a big baseball fan. So I want to know, Dave, are you celebrating? Is Nolan's baseball season over? Oh, <laughs> not, not even close. That's what I thought. That's why I thought he was sneaking in that baseball celebration. Um, Kalinda is celebrating. I know she is so, so excited about this. Her son, who is in the military and lives up in Alaska and has been stationed over in, in Kosovo, right? For, for a while, but he's back in Alaska, and he's coming to see her in two days, and she, she is an excited mama, so, so excited for her. Let's see, Jane is celebrating that her spirit group got together yesterday, and they made birthday bags for the children at the um, Mountain Star Family Relief Nursery, and so they just had a blast doing that. I love that. And let's see, Barb, she is celebrating sunshine and some warmth today, more than we've had for the past few days. And she is also doing a little call out, and maybe we can include this in the prayer when we do prayer, Sylvia, but she is having some cancer testing done and just would love to ask her Unity family for some blessings and some affirmations that all goes smoothly and well, and she is properly diagnosed, and so... Her body can begin healing, so we will send that out to you, Barb. We're thinking of you. And I see Eric's hand going up. <laughs> He's like very getting it up. Okay, what do you got to share with us, Eric? Our community because uh, I had to go to Portland this week to get a um, medical thing done. Nothing big, nothing to worry about, just very routine, but it has to happen every six months, and it hadn't happened for like a year and a half because of the pandemic. So we had car problems and we're thinking I was going to have to cancel the whole thing and I put out a U-count request and uh, I don't know if they want to be acknowledged by name so I'm not going to but somebody came through from our community and let us borrow their truck and it was so awesome. We got to have a fun uh, Portland trip and got to do all the stuff I needed to do while we were there so thank you very much for that. That was awesome and community came through. It is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys go do some donuts and stuff in that truck and <laughs> burning rubber? You, get, you didn't get any speeding tickets, though, while you guys were driving. No. <laughs> well, actually, went to seize candy. You went to <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Next celebration, um, Laurel Allen Forrest is celebrating that her dad is in town, and she has not reconnected and and had face-to-face time with him in over a year so he is visiting Bend right now and she is so excited to have that reconnection time so I send you blessings with that and know that that's really special to Laurel so um, I am celebrating because one of my best girlfriends is coming to town to visit me today for a couple of days and you know how when you have one of your besties from out of town come and visit you it's just it's the best it's the best. So super excited about that. Mary Faye is celebrating that she had dinner with five of her friends and they didn't have to wear masks and they got to hug and they got to congregate in their home. And so she's so exciting. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Like something that we were all doing, no problem before, how we are so grateful for that time and it's made it even more and more special. So, and let's see now, this one made me laugh. So Jim and Joanne Pasmore are up in Washington visiting their son and daughter-in-law, and apparently he has a super-fast Mustang GT, and their son does, and took him to the racetrack, and Jim got to ride in the car and race around, and he's grateful to still be alive, which I find shocking because this man has defied death and is the biggest risk-taker I know. So Jim, I can't even believe that you're grateful. 
I just think you already know that you have not nine lives, but like 10,009 lives. And so I'm not surprised that you're still alive and I'm glad you had fun and got to go fast on the racetrack. Um, a couple reminders before we move on from celebrations is that June 6th, if you have not already heard, big, big day. What, what is happening that day? We are having in-person service that day. So again, the only reminder is that you need to wear a mask. We're gonna ask everyone to wear a mask during service, but we are not limiting the number of people. So show up here with your smiley, beautiful faces, ready to share some love and, and see your Unity family. Another one that I have, and I'm gonna do a little special promo. This afternoon we have the Nourish class happening at 4.30, and Aaron Hitchcock, our member, is gonna be doing some wonderful recipes. And I'm just promoting this because it will be happening at, at our home, Kevin and my home, and so we're having to clean our kitchen up today, and so you guys better show up for this <laughs> because we're gonna be sp spending the afternoon <laughs> cleaning up um, and getting ready for that. So I just wanna do a little plug for that. And then I have a little video that Oso, who is Ian's little pup, and I made. I tried to get Zeke in there too, but he was shunning me because I had another dog. And so wanted nothing to do with that. He likes to be the solo guy on stage. So um, here's our little video. Hi, Oso and I are here to talk about and remind you all that on Wednesday evening, we are doing the blessing of the animals here at six o'clock. And we're also gonna be on Zoom. It's to bless our beautiful furry friends or feathered friends or scaled friends, whatever you have. Feel free to bring them. Make sure you bring your leash, a poop bag, and some treats. And we'll try and tell your dog no pooping in the labyrinth, please. So we just want to send beautiful blessings. It's gonna be hosted by Jane and Sylvia and Megan. And they've written a beautiful script for it. And we're so excited to send, oh, are you tired? to send um, blessings to all our beautiful animals and all the animals everywhere in the world. Hope to see you. So I find that, um, thank you, Claire, as always. I have to add one more celebration that in addition to the warm weather that we're all looking forward to here in these neck of the woods, it was so awesome to get a day and a half of steady rain here. Oh, fabulous. So grateful for that. And um, I have to say that the blessings of the animals is one of the very first ceremonies that I did when I started attending um, Unity regularly. And I just love it. It's quirky. It's sweet. This year, is we're going to take advantage of the evolution that we've made. We are gonna meet here live. And for those of you who maybe have an elephant in your barn, you can take your phone out to your elephant because we're also gonna be Zooming it. So you can you can attend from near and afar with um, whatever, whatever critter you have. So ah, with that, let's, um, let's get ready to go into a, a short prayer time and I want to remind everyone, we have online prayer claim forms. And Unity's approach to prayer is so powerful. It's not a begging, beseeching prayer. It's, about, it's not about changing God's mind. It's about changing our minds. It's about getting aligned with the wholeness and the good that we want. And when you go in and and fill out your prayer claim form, it gets prayed on here at the Central Oregon Unity through our prayer team, and then they get shipped to Silent Unity at the big Unity Worldwide and are prayed on again for another month. So it's a really powerful form of, of mind action and of intention. With that, let's bring our busy mind into this holy instant of right now into this present moment, opening up to the truth of oneness, oneness between us and all beings, oneness between us and the creative source, God. Tuning into that oneness, setting our alignment on wholeness, healing and return to vitality, 
for Barb and everyone else right now seeking seeking physical physical healing in our bodies we claim a return to the physical vitality that is our birthright we claim the miracle behind every seeming problem we claim the right solutions to to decisions before us we claim gentle resolution to seeming challenges before us. We know that abundance and wholeness, wellness, peace, those are our natural inheritance. Those are the, the waters through which we swim naturally. And we affirm and hold in the light goodness for everyone on this planet that are facing challenges right now, that are facing very difficult circumstances. We just hold the possibility for light and love to flow through those circumstances. And we hold the light and the possibility for healing and a return to complete vibrancy for this planet, this planet that is our home. We claim healing of collective consciousness so that our relationship with that planet heals. Knowing that these things are already so in divine mind, we say, thank you so much, so it is, and amen. was powerful today guys so let's say our affirmative prayer together love is our ultimate reality everywhere present and whole it radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world as we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. And now we're lucky that we're going to have Reverend Jane Hyatt run the meditation and do our talk today, interspersed with some more music from Soulshine. Hi. Let's, let's start with closing your eyes if you're comfortable. And as you close your eyes, I invite you to see the light behind your eyes. The light that is not sunlight, 
but is the light of consciousness. In the beginning was the light. And as you breathe in, just breathe in your consciousness of being one with the divine. Maybe you say as you breathe in, God is, and as you breathe out, I am. These words that are comfortable for you, but breathe in your knowing that you are one with all that is. You are one with the light of the world. And now, from that light, knowing yourself as light, consider the day that is ahead of you. Consider the people that you will be interacting with. And see them and see the activities from the light, hold them in the light that you are. You're giving them a light treatment. every little thing that you're doing. Imagine yourself eating in the light, eating food that is light, speaking to people who are light, words of light. Cleaning your house, going for a walk, in the light. Snuggling with your cat or your child or your puppy in the light, seeing them as light. The light of pure consciousness. And tell yourself it is good. And then just allow your eyes to open and look around you and with open eyes see the light. And as we move into song, hear the song as light. The first morning, blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for the singing, 
praise for the morning, praise for them springing fresh from the world. Sweet the rain's new fall, sunlit from heaven, like the first dew fall on the first grass. Praise for the sweetness of the wet garden, sprung in about you, but when I hear that song, it sends me back to the 70s when it was written in my consciousness at the time. And, and my consciousness at that time <clears throat> involved a Garden of Eden when I heard that song, and, and definitely a God that was outside of me. And, and so my whole concept of creation was very, very different from what it is now. And I imagine that many of you have changed your perceptions of what creation is all about since back in that day, assuming you were around back in that day. Um, but, but I really want to talk about this field of creation that we are a part of. There's a wonderful little book called The Creative Life by Eric Butterworth that I, I just loved it. I read it yesterday. And I have heard about the creative process, which is something that Charles Fillmore talked about. And I've heard that, oh, it's a real key teaching of unity. But truthfully, I'd never come across it. And I just knew it had something to do with the, the creation process in the Bible. And and when I think about the creation process in the Bible, I know that it's not literal. And so I just didn't have that much interest to even go digging for it and find out what it was. Well, Eric Butterworth, who is one of the seminal teachers in Unity and is so articulate, he has written this creative process really in this book in very easy language to follow. And it's powerful. It's really powerful. It's 
it's about unlocking your own inner genius and participating actively in the field of creation. And so, obviously, I would encourage you to get this book, but I'm going to talk about that creative process and the first step so the first day of creation is let there be light now i you know it was only really as i'm reading this and thinking about it that i thought actually that doesn't mean sunlight but when when i think oh let's think we are light and you know we sing about that and all that what what are you visualizing i'm visualizing sunlight and so then what are we on a gloomy day or in the dark of night? It's not, it's not about sunlight. I mean, sunlight's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> but when it says, let there be light, it's about consciousness. And the let there be doesn't mean, oh, suddenly now there will be consciousness. That phrase that we translate as, okay, now it's a command and I'm going to put it into place, that is really a saying that means this is what is. So in the beginning is consciousness. And the beginning has no beginning, ironically. It just always is. So everything starts with consciousness. And we know from the five principles that we've studied that we are that. There isn't something else it's all consciousness. And everything that is created comes from that consciousness. So that's the first day of creation, the acknowledgement of consciousness. And then the second day of consciousness, let there be a firmament in the sky. Now, a firmament is a funny word because it, it it doesn't really have a meaning in our world because it's old science. But back in the time of the Bible, people believed that there was this dome over the sky. Think of the Astrodome. You know, it was over the world. There's this big dome. And the sun and the moon and the stars are hung in the dome. And, and it's keeping out all the waters of chaos on the other side of it. So it's, it's giving some structure to the world. Now, obviously, this is not true scientifically, but, but it was believed well into the Middle Ages. This was the model for science, if you can believe that. It wasn't just way back in the time the Genesis was written or conceived. It, it was really something that, everybody thought they had no reason to believe anything else. So in terms of the creative process, let there be a firmament. This is metaphysically, let there be faith. Let there be something that holds everything together, and that is faith. So if we are going to unleash our creative genius, first we begin by acknowledging that it's all consciousness. We are consciousness. And we have faith in the power of consciousness to create. The third day of creation is about the dry land. Let's separate the waters and have dry land appear. And the dry land, metaphysically, is the imagination. It's images that we hold of what we want to create. And I loved in this book, he spelled it as I am A-G-E. So an, so an image, I am edge. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but, but it's, we can't create something that we see. We can't create an image without it being of us. So and when you have an image, you're not taking it from outside. So, for example, there's been a lot, like when The Secret came out and people criticized it for being too materialistic, people would say, okay, I, I want that red car. And 
you'd see that red car out there and you say, I want that. And so then you'd hold an image, I have a red car, I have a red car, I have a red car, until you somehow managed to get a red car. But that's, that's not the high use of this process. The high use is the I am image comes from inside of you. What, what it is that we want to create. So then we hold that image as a part of us, something we are birthing. So for example, in this community, we have the image of the hearth that is a center for community. And it's something that came forth from within us. We didn't look around at all the unities out there and say, oh, I like that one, I want that too. It was something that surprised us and came forth from us, from our visioning as a community. And, and it continues to be refined. But the important part is it comes from within, from the light, the consciousness within. And so whatever your dreams are, whatever it is that you want to create, if it didn't come from within, it's not worth it. It's not yours because you are unique in all this world. There is no one else like you. And so, I, I don't know if you've gone through this with kids, but it, it, I have noticed it with my kids, with my grandkids. They do something and then somebody else copies them. And they don't like that <laughs> because that's, that's my thing. Or they're on the other side of it and they're copying somebody else, <laughs> but it, there's, Children are learning who they are by imitating. But we, we want to train them to listen within. Because all of us, from the time we're born, are unique. And we have something within that we need to bring forth. So the, the I am edge is the third day of creation. And then in the fourth day, now we've got the dry land and the waters and, and everything starts to swarm. There's fish in the sea and there are birds in the air and they're all swarming. Now, swarming is an interesting word. Have you ever seen a swarm? Mm -hmm. It's like a flock of geese that are all flying together and then they move. Or the fish in the water, they're all, they're all swarming. And it's a powerful thing. So metaphysically, what a swarm is, is all of the ideas and the energy that is needed for whatever that I amage is that we are creating. Nothing that we conceive of comes without the means to create it. It comes all together. When, when the seed is planted in the womb, that, that seed knows how to become a baby. When an oak tree starts as an acorn, it knows how to become an oak tree. Everything in creation knows innately how to become, and it has what it needs. And you are no different. Your dreams, your plans that come to you, you don't, you don't necessarily know in the, at the outset. In fact, almost always, especially if it's a worthy dream, you don't know but you will discover it because of the swarming, the people that you need, the resources, the ideas, the energy to do it. That all comes. And then there's the sun and the moon. Um, actually, the sun and the moon came first before the swarming, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's important. The sun and the moon are the two great lights in the sky, and the sun is the light of understanding, and the moon is the light of will. So you have to understand this dream that you have and you begin to become in relationship with it and, and discover it. And then in the light of the sun, the moon is reflected and that gives you the will to move forward and do the things that must be done. Because it isn't like you just snap and there it is. It takes your faith, it takes your understanding, it takes your will. You have to move forward with it. So, and then the swarming. And then, and then the uh, sixth one is humans are created in the image of God. And this is so important to realize that we are, 
we are not separate. We are an I am-age of the divine. And we, we are mirroring that divine power. We are not these poor, helpless little critters that don't know what to do. We are powerful. And we have to acknowledge that. And the seventh day of creation is the resting, the Sabbath. Now, when you think about Sabbath, if you're like me, you might think, oh, and so then I have to take a day off. What day am I going to take off? I mean, Sunday, I'm not taking it off because here I am <laughs> doing what is my work to do in the world. So I'm not resting. And, and then maybe I should take Monday off, but oh, I've got a meeting on Monday. And so I have, I have a really hard time finding a whole day. I take lots of breaks, but it's hard to get a whole day for me. And what, what he's talking about in this is the Sabbath is the breathing life, breathing into the dream. So in Hawaii, I know you've heard this said that when the white settlers came, the Hawaiians came into their churches to check it out and see what they were doing. And what they noticed is the, these Christians rattled off their prayers and then got up and left. And the Hawaiian practice was they did their prayers and devotions and then they were quiet and they breathed life into it. And so that's why the white settlers were called haoles, which means without breath, because they didn't put the breath, they didn't connect the spirit into the dream that they had, into the prayers that they were making. So the real idea of Sabbath is not a whole day long. It isn't a go to church or temple. It is put breath into that sacred creation. Recognize that it is coming from the light of pure consciousness. That you are the sacred one who is bringing it forth. That's what Sabbath means. So those are the seven days, the seven steps of the creative process. And if you use those, you will find that your creations become easier and more powerful. But I want to say a little bit more. I want to talk about the things that we're creating because our third principle says our consciousness creates our reality. And this is really problematic. So here we are, these powerful creators, and yet here's this mess in our lives because we've all got messes, right? And, and so then when we have a mess in our, I mean, it's fine when everything's going really well to say, yes, <laughs> I'm the creator of my life. But when it's a mess, what do we do with that? How do we interpret it? And I think the temptation is to blame ourselves and tell ourselves, oh, I don't have a high enough consciousness. I messed up, I, you know, whatever. And that, that is not good. And what we know about the divine in the steps of creation after each one, and God says, it is good. God is everywhere. God is a, is a center that is everywhere and a circumference that is nowhere. God is available in every space at every time. The full power that we associate with the divine is available here. So when we are faced with a circumstance, whether it's in our world politics, whether it's global warning, whether it's a fight we had with somebody in our family, whether, you know, whatever it is, it's a health crisis, God is in this. We are one with that. And so how are we creating that? What do we, what do we tell ourselves? So one idea that I have, I don't have a definitive answer for you, so you're going to have to wrestle with this yourself, but the idea that makes the most sense to me is 
It's like baseball. Batter up, something's coming at you. And how are you going to meet it? If you meet it with light, then you expand the light. If you meet it with contraction and you start resenting that it's there, you start criticizing yourself or somebody else because it's there, if you go into blame and resentment, you contract the availability of the light. You are still light, you're just not shining it. You're, it's, it's like, I have this visual, I wish I could just do the Vulcan mind meld and have you see it, but my daughter, Holly, was one or two, and it's at the age when children love to play peekaboo, and so she's behind the drapes in the dining room, and you see this lump that comes out like a snake has just eaten something, and she is completely invisible as far as she's concerned. <laughs> we all knew she was there, obviously, but that's a little bit like what we do. We hide behind these curtains. We don't allow our light to shine. It doesn't change that we are light. We're just not showing it. So that's, that's what I think happens when something is coming at us. It's an opportunity to shine our light. I was talking with someone in our community just yesterday who is, she's dealing with some pretty difficult health crises. And she said that, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But right now, this is good. Right now. And she's in a situation where because of her health crisis, her family has gathered around her in a way that she has not experienced in her life before. She just, she's been more of an independent person and hasn't had a lot of that warm holding that many of us treasure. And so when I look at her story, I could think of, oh no, this is disastrous, but that would not be very supportive of her. That would not be seeing her as the light being that she is. Instead, I choose to look at it and say, wow, look at this creation where she has made sure that she has the ability to be enveloped in love, where she is meeting this crisis with such wisdom and grace. She said to me, well, I'm not going to waste one bit of my energy fighting this. Think about that. How much of our lives do we spend fighting what is? When we could just be saying, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But this right now, this moment, mm -hmm. I am. And that's enough. I am a creator and I get to create my response to what is coming at me. I get to knock it out of the park because I am that powerful. We are multidimensional beings. The light doesn't have boundaries. Yes, this is the edge of my skin, but it's not the edge of me. I go out and out and out and out, and so do you. And there are beings of light, and they are not separate from us. And when we look at the messes in our world, it's easy to get discouraged about that. It's easy to lose our joy. I know that I have gone there. But that, that's not a good place to be. We need to lift our consciousness to remember who we are to know that there are layers and layers and there's more going on than what we can possibly know. And just take what's in front of us, be in this holy moment, and love it as it is. And trust 
that we are here as powerful creators to make something of this, make mud pies out of mud. That's who we are. In a little bit, we're going to have another song. We're going to make you wait until the very end, so don't be jumping off as soon as I finish talking, because Eric has created this beautiful song with Dave. One did the lyrics, one did the music, and they're going to sing it at the very end of the service, this amazing creation. So I know you're going to want to stick around and listen to it, and I'm going to turn this over to Sylvia now. Thanks, Reverend Jane. It was awesome. So, so we're not doing a song now. Awesome. You know, there's a, the, I loved um, your talk, and there's a wonderful, one of the sort of practical applications of A Course in Miracles is, is let this, whatever this situation is, let this teach me the power of forgiveness. You know, just kind of the lens that we put on it. All right. Well... Okay, we have some announcements. Um, we're going to get through these, and then we're going to go to that awesome song as we talked about. So uh, Claire mentioned earlier, we are having the um, uh, healthy eating program tonight. It's at 4.30 at the Kubota's house. They're going to be home cleaning. They're going to be disappointed if no one turns up. So I got your plug in there for you, Claire. Um, <laughs> and again, I, I would jump out of the chair and do a happy dance, except I think I would goof up our camera angles at this point. Two weeks from today, we're going to be in person here. Um, it will probably be a little awkward. I know kind of um, tagging off of Claire's story, I've had a group of four women, we've been meeting all the way through pandemic, it started way earlier than that, meeting around A Course in Miracles, and we've done all the careful stuff. We've either been outside, fully masked, whatever, and we're all vaccinated now, so we got together earlier this week, and um, I told them, you better be ready, because I'm coming in, and I was just like, don't, 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 hug, and I just latched onto them. We probably don't want to be doing a lot of that <laughs> until we all kind of get used to our hugging comfort zones. But nonetheless, full mask, we're going to be here in person. And, and for all of our friends now from afar, we're going to continue the live streaming as well for sure so that we can just grow this congregation. Blessing of the animals, we've already mentioned that. Be here or be online with whatever your finned, furred, fanged, feathered, friend might be, and um, we will bless them. It's a ton of fun. And I think that's what I've got for announcements so far. This is the time right now when we just invite everybody to support these services, to make it possible for us to bring Reverend Jane's awesome talks and, and our music and our, and our programming to you. It takes time, talent, treasures from everyone, and, and, it, and it's a unity principle of flow as well. You know, when, when you make that investment in something that serves you, it's a paying it forward, and it's a creating a little space in your own altar to allow flow to come in as well. So um, we encourage you to help us keep the bills paid and open the doors more widely um, and fill our parking lots every once in a while with animals. So thank you for that. Um, you can text your donations in, you can send them snail mail, all that information's on the website. Um, and you can obviously just go right onto the website and make an online contribution that way as well. And with that, um, let's say our offering together. Let's do our blessing of the offering. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is.
go into the prayer of protection. I want to say thank you to Soulshine because I just took them out of order and they just rolled with me right there. So I appreciate that. I, I take full responsibility. Let's do, yeah, we're going to do the prayer of protection together, get a little quiet, and then we're going to hear this fabulous song that's ahead of us. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is, because I am. And so it is. Exhausted and lost in my own self-made cocoon I hear in my ear mother love saying soon, baby soon yeah. You're restless but you still have to grow When it's time in your heart you will know You'll release and you'll let your love flow in thought, word, and deed You are the phoenix, you are the fire and then soar even higher You can take off, go out into space Or crash to the ground, landing flat on your face You are the music, you are the song With love in your heart, you don't have to be strong You are the phoenix, you are the fire You're the maker of your heart The maker of your heart's desire To this vortex of love and light I've been hurled To share my light and my love with the entire world Sometimes it feels like I'm out on my own But I know I am never alone We are beacons of light Shining with our gifts as our creed We are the phoenix, we are the fire Plunge to our depths, then soar ever higher. Or we can take off, go out into space, or crash to the ground, landing flat on our face. We are the music, we are the song. With love in our heart, we don't have to be strong. We are the phoenix, we are the fire. We're the makers of our heart, the makers of our heart's desire. With my love and my light in my soul, I am freed. I am the phoenix, I am the fire. I plunge to my depths and I soar ever higher. I can take off, go out into space, or crash to the ground, landing flat on my face. I am the music, I am the song. With love in my heart, I don't have to be strong. the maker of my heart, the maker of my heart's desire. I'm the maker of my heart, maker of my heart's desire. Yeah. I'm the maker of my heart, maker of my heart's desire. 